Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Fun first hour talking about Steph Curry's remarkable performance and then uh, the NFL draft with Daniel Jeremiah. Um, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on this program. Uh, we just also had a funny conversation amongst the, us here in the studio with an Atlanta superfan getting totally hosed, announcing a pick, somebody heckling him with a 28-3 to heckle, and I'm like, can't we all just, you know... <laughs> put it aside, and you guys immediately jumped on me saying this is what fans do, even if it's a special moment for one fan. Other fans are going to just heckle the moment. I get it. You guys have no soul. I understand. <laughs> wow. Is that an overreaction? That's a Perfect for this hour because it is an overreaction coming, overreaction Monday yeah, coming no, up. I'm just saying. Andy Reid. Andy Reid will be joining us on this program. Coach. Andy Reid will be joining us on this program later on. Super Bowl winning. Indeed. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial uh, here on this program. Have a conversation. We're going to take your calls in a moment, so stay on hold because we've got, uh, I do believe, first time on this program, the general manager of the Buffalo Bills coming off of his draft, and I greatly appreciate Brandon Bean joining us here on this program. How are you doing, Brandon? I'm doing well, Rich. Appreciate you having me on, bud. You got it. And before we get to, uh, before we get to this year's draft, uh, I just want to jump into the uh, Wayback Machine uh, about Josh Allen because we just get so deep into quarterback this, quarterback that, and how difficult it is to evaluate a quarterback. Uh, when did you just? When did you decide we're, we're taking Josh Allen? When did that happen for you? Yeah, um, it was probably I would say about three about three weeks prior to that draft. Um, he was the guy, and it was just. At that point, Rich, um, you know, we we somehow backed into the playoffs that first year. Mm-hmm. And so we were at 21, and then right before free agency started, uh, I was able to trade uh, Cordy Glenn, and we moved up with Cincinnati. We moved up to 12. So about three weeks out, I was trying, you know, from all the way down until we got it done on the clock, I was trying to figure out where I had to get to to get Josh and, and was it going to be an option because obviously Cleveland had one – the Giants, I'd figured uh, out they, you know, it, it was no secret they weren't in love with the quarterback. So I was trying to get the two, we couldn't get there, and then um, we knew the Jets were at three. So it's just ultimately uh, trying to figure out where we could go to land him, and luckily we got the deal done with Tampa on the clock. So you know, are are, are you? So you jumped up knowing you could get him, right? Like so, so as soon as you got him. What, why did he stand out to you? Uh, obviously, uh, you you probably were grinding tape on everybody at the position. Why did he jump out yeah. to you, Brandon? Yeah, Rich, he's just, um, you know, meeting him. Obviously, we saw his film, and people were pointing out inaccuracy and all that. But um, I'm telling you, I watched two years of film on this guy, and his accuracy was better than people gave him credit for when you look at what the throws that were catchable how many plays he got out of that he was about to be sacked that it was, you know, it's first and 10. Now it's, it's second and 10, but it was about to be second and 18. And um, catchable balls. So we just kind of created our own system for all the quarterbacks. Uh, it's hard because you've you're got guys that are playing in the SEC, ACC, Pac-12, and then you got, you know, him playing in the Mountain West. And so, um, you know, that – and then when you met Josh and you just – he was super smart. We 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 put him through. You know, Brian Dable kind of. You know, we went and visited all these guys, mm-hmm. did privates with him, and and Dable came up with a test, uh, some material to send him out and teach him and test him when we got there. And then we taught him some more stuff. We sat in the room and just 
Josh blew us away with how smart he was and how quickly he processed. And then his on-the-field stuff, Dable would give him, you know, different things after the ball snap, where to throw it, all these guys. And so just through all the different processes, Rich, you know, he, he, was, he was pretty strong. And, yes, he needed to clean up things, footwork, his base. He had some things all out of sorts. But the DNA everywhere we looked – uh, super smart, hard worker, leader, fun to be around. Guys will like him. Um, all those things just told us this was the guy we wanted to take a swing on. That's what I, I wanted to also ask you about, Brandon, is that, you know, one of the things I love about him is just how normal he is, you know, and how down to earth he is and how cool he is and how just regular people he is. I see where he is with kids. I see all that stuff, like his dream come true stuff. I'm just wondering when you saw the tape, you saw the film and the eye in the sky wasn't lying to you. Before you met him, were you nervous saying, boy, I hope I like this guy? I mean, was that yes. one of those? <laughs> yeah. so, it's funny. Uh, I, I busted his chops pretty good for a little bit because uh-huh. the first time I met him was in Mobile. Mm-hmm. And we had this little boardroom at, at this hotel that's across the street from where the players stay. And, and so we brought him in there. And Baker was there. Uh, Mason Rudolph. It may have been one other quarterback we brought in there. We spent like 30, 35 minutes with Josh. And we were we were talking to him, but we also had some film up trying to figure his now. And he was now that I once I got to know him through the rest of the process, he was so nervous. He was he wasn't unimpressive, but it was his least impressive performance. And um, the next time we were around him was in Laramie, and our our, our owners Terry and Kim were with us, mm-hmm. and he was just as calm and cool and collected as any of them. And he was more natural. It was like he wasn't trying to impress and um when i left laramie i was really fired up like i'm it wasn't a final decision because he was the first one that we met with but um it's like when you meet your wife you kind of you're like man i don't you know maybe you haven't proposed to him yet but you know this is the one (laughs) brandon bean buffalo bills general manager here on the rich eisen show and of course once you get that unicorn it's all about protecting him and obviously building around him uh, what does Dalton Kincaid bring to that equation in your estimation, the kid you drafted? Yeah, I mean, uh, Rich, we were, you know, coming in this draft, not necessarily saying first round we needed to add, you know, receiver, tight end, whatever whatever it may be, but we were hoping to add a weapon, some form or fashion to add to our group with, with Diggs and Gabe Davis. And Khalil Shakir is a fifth rounder that came on last year. James Cook is a, is a running back, and, and it's a mismatch guy. And then um, Dawson Knox, those were kind of our lead weapons as we entered the draft. And so whether it was a receiver, tight end, whatever, we were just looking for another guy in the pass game that could be some type of weapon mismatch. And we feel that Dalton, he's got speed. Uh, he's got really good hands. He's got separation ability. Uh, I would say above average run after catch. Just a guy, a red zone threat, um, makes plays when the ball's in the air. Um, you know, he wins his fair, you know, his fair share of contested balls. And so, um, you know, one of the things the media was asking, you know, when I after we selected him, well, you extended Dawson Knox last year. Like, how does this work? Is it? I was explaining to them, it's um, we're a big eleven personnel team, you know, running three wide, but we'll just do more twelve. But it's almost he'll he'll play that F, you know that F tight end, mm-hmm. which he's going to be flexed out as more of a receiver. It's just a different style of receiver for us, kind of a guy that can be in the middle of the field. And when teams want to try and take digs away and and double him or bracket him, you know now this guy's going to get one on one coverage. Well, in terms of that too, Brandon, I kind of mentioned it after you drafted Kincaid. 
um, on the air that uh, on the NFL Network coverage is that last year uh, a lot of the issues, if if there were any, uh, is that you know your quarterback tried to do too much in the red zone. Uh, the yep. running the running game wasn't somebody that uh, he was the one running it right or or yep. trying to make a play. And that Kincaid will do that, and it does appear with your running back room now, with Damian Harris, Latavius Murray, Naeem Hines, that that this is a focus. Like, okay, inside the twenty, it's not all on Josh, and he could just hand it to somebody. He doesn't run it, or he could throw it to somebody. And if Diggs is doubled, let's get some more options. And Kincaid is—I mean, he is just a touchdown maker, Brandon. I'm wondering if that was your your philosophy here going into the offseason. Yeah, def- definitely. The whole the offseason was, you know, one of the things we talked to Josh about was um, limiting unnecessary hits. And listen, doesn't mean we don't want him to run. Doesn't mean we don't want him to make plays with his feet. It just means it's a long season and we want you, you know, fully healthy for the stretch run and, and hopefully, a, you know, a playoff run. And you're right. There were times when our offense bogged down, you know, you know, in various points, especially in the red zone, as you mentioned. And so, yes, we got to have a better run game down there. We added Damian Harris, who is probably a better complementary player to James Cook um, than what we had before. Can bring some power. He has, Damian actually had some good games against us, so we 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 were uh, caught the brunt end of his skill set a few times playing the Patriots. And then, yeah, we had Latavius Murray, you know, an even bigger back. Uh, that can be short yardage, um, goal line, all that, all that stuff as another option that Dorsey can use. And yeah, now Adam Kincaid is, is another red zone threat with Dawson, with Gabe Davis, with Diggs, um, and hopefully Josh doesn't have to feel like he's got to do too much. And in terms of working the draft board, did you hop in front of Dallas because you knew they were going to take a tight end, or you you thought that is that what happened on on yeah, Thursday night? Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Was um, you know we just again. You'd have to get it out of them, but you know we we had a good feeling they were looking for you know a starting tight end after losing Dalton Schultz, and so just trying to um, you know make sure if if he got that far, there were some a, a few other teams that we had pegged that Mike would you know even before Dallas select Dalton, so I really wasn't sure he would get there, but um, once he got past the Chargers, they were a team that I I said could definitely take him. They went with the TCU kid, who's a really good player too. Um, and at that point, after they picked him, I started trying to work the phones and see, hey, you know what? We didn't have a lot of ammo. We only came in with six picks, but this was a guy that I really thought could be a difference maker and was worth giving up, you know, our late fourth round pick for. You surprised Osiris Torrance was available for you to select uh, in the second round? Were you surprised about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, same thing. Uh, we had good grades on, on on Osiris. Really liked him and. Um, so it was an easy pick from that standpoint. He was, uh, he was, he was definitely sticking out on our board, and, and it gives us another guy up front, a stout 335 pounder. That, you know, the cool thing about his story, Rich, is he transfers with Coach Napier from Louisiana Lafayette, and, and he goes up there, and, and Coach Napier uh, brought him there. He told me, you know, he's a culture guy, and so you know, if a coach is bringing this guy with him, yeah, he's a good player. Uh, but he's also a guy that, you know, the, the Florida Gators were going to kind of look to of what kind of player in person, you know, he wants on and off the field. And and the other po- cool part of that is he wasn't promised a starting job to transfer. And I think a lot of kids would have said, well, if I'm not starting necessarily, then I'm going to stay where I'm at. He They started him on the third team in spring ball. And by the time they started the regular season, he had, he had won that starting job. And it wasn't too big for him playing in the SEC, which – 
you know, I think we can all attest is probably the closest thing to NFL football there is. Well, it's also ironic too, Brandon Bean, that uh, there's a receiver who's six foot four named Shorter, um, but you drafted him uh, nonetheless. Uh, how does he fit into your uh, equation here? Yeah, we've got um, other than Gabe Davis, I would say our receiving core is, is probably on the smaller side, um, and so this gave us a chance get another outside perimeter receiver. Uh, to learn, you know, that outside role be a key backup for Steph and for Gabe, and and um, he can, he can stretch the field vertically. Obviously, he can win with his size. He transferred from Penn State. He's a Northeast kid. Um, went down to Florida and had a little bit more production, and he can stretch the field a little bit vertically. Uh, you know, he's kind of a build-up speed, but once he's up and running, and then he's a really good special teams guy. Should help us on fourth down. So, we you know we have a path to get him a jersey right away, and and hopefully he can grow into you know, being a more productive guy as a receiver as well. That's two Florida players, Brandon. Are you just are you pulling like a Howie Roseman with Florida like he does with Georgia? Are you doing that? Well, it's funny. Uh, we were laughing in the room when they kept selecting Georgia players. We're like, man, uh, we're going to go down there and Howie, Howie Roseman is going to have his own wing in the Georgia building right. to watch players. And so after we took Shorter, I'm like, well, hey, somebody call Napier and tell him uh, Buffalo wants one in Florida. Okay, that's what I was about to say. It's like it's it's the you, you got the other side of the cocktail party. You know what I mean? Like you could you can yeah. all go down to Jacksonville. We took Kyrie Elam. You could do. Uh, we took Kyrie Elam in the first from there last there year. So go. yeah, a few Gators. There you go. Uh, a couple more minutes left with you, and a couple more questions uh, for you um, with with Stephon Diggs. Uh, I mean, he had a, a couple of moments after the the final loss of the season. Um, and uh, and also, I, I guess, uh, on his social media where uh, he seemed to be really uh, crestfallen about everything that's going on there. Do you, do you have a conversation with him just to check in with him, just a, a check in with a check with me type moment to make sure he's, uh, you know, still uh, all in with being with Buffalo at all? Yeah, I mean, that's that's part of who Stefan is. He's a um, it's part of what makes him great. He's one of the most competitive people you'll ever be around. You know, I tell people I I grew up in this business in Carolina around Steve Smith, and Steve he wore his emotions on his sleeve, um, and sometimes people didn't like it. But you know, I, I go to war with Steve Smith any day of the week. Uh, I'd rather have guys like that that got to pull down. And I think Steph, in his own way, is in that bucket. I mean, this guy when he's here, Rich, he competes his tail off. If he steps on the practice field, uh, it's a war, and he's not looking to go against a backup. He's looking to go against you know, Tredavious White or, you know, somebody of, of Trey's caliber. So, no, it's um, – the season didn't – you know, Steph looks at it in a way of, you know, we put all this work into it. You know, we should be better than this. Why did we play this way? Like, let me make plays. And, and I, I know he feels like there's probably opportunities that maybe we could have gotten the ball and we didn't. And, and he wants the ball in his hands. You'll love that about him. And if it doesn't, if it doesn't go that way, he's going to let you know. And so – um, that's that's who he is. That's who we've known him to be, and and so I think we're in really good shape there. And and I know he'll you know at the right time he, you know he'll get here and and rejoin and and uh, and be ready to roll for the season. All right, last one for you, Brandon Bean. Um, Demar Hamlin, he's full go. Like this is this is this is he's back, and 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 nobody's thinking about uh, what happened last year. I'm not saying that he's not being monitored. I'm just saying, like, we're just – it's just the page is turned, and he's back, and he's playing football. Like, that's it? It's its crazy, Rich. I was talking to somebody earlier, like, um, to think where, you know, after that happened and just watching him in the hospital fight for his life, you know, for several days before he – you know, at least – it was at least 48 to 72 hours before <laughs> the docs told us that, you know, he's going to live. And so, 
to go from that and, and the things he's gone through this off season to to you know get healthy again, it is a miracle um, that he is full go, full clearance. It's hard for us to believe. We sent him to multiple specialists. We sent our medical staff with him because we wanted to hear it too. And, mm-hmm. and so he has been given, you know, all systems go. You know, the other part of that is, you know, there's there's a mental hurdle, though, here that, that yeah. we need to work with him, and it's natural. I mean, this guy, you know, was revived on the field, and it's this is unprecedented from anything I've seen. And so uh, we're, we're still going to support him, help him. He wants to make this return. Um, I think there's going to be some ups and downs. I think that's natural, but uh, we're going to be here for him, and we're, and we're hoping he wants like heck to, to to line up and run out of that tunnel the first game of the season. And and I, I'm not going to doubt him. Anything you could you know uh, detail about the mental side, but what you're helping him with? Uh, yeah, we, we definitely uh, we have um, so we have him with a couple of different people, one in house and then one um, ex you know um, one on the outside, mm-hmm. of, you know, a counselor that's. Uh, kind of that one's more of like a traumatic type counselor that's going someone who's gone a patient or someone in life that's gone through a traumatic injury or recovery and and the the, the obstacles so and then we've got a mental performance uh person in house that's working with him so he's uh that's where we're at now and and we're going to surround him with anything we need i you know I have a really good relationship with his parents after this whole thing spending some time with him so talk to his dad every couple of weeks and just kind of letting him know what I'm seeing here and kind of where they need to support from their end as parents. But we've got all our arms around him, and, and um, I know the whole country's rooting for him. Seeing him in the Oval Office was awesome. That was unbelievable. No. That was unbelievable. That was, uh, that was a cool deal. You know, the president called. Uh, it's, weird, it's weird, Rich. He, he called my phone. Uh, he got my number and calls my phone while I'm in the hospital and to talk to his parents. And uh, it was uh, on that call, I heard him, you know, offer that invite, and his parents were just flabbergasted that he took time to call, and then secondly, to invite them, and uh, really cool. Demar loved it, and it's a it's a cool story for him to be able to do that. Wait a minute, you're in the hospital. You look down. Is it a two o two area code? It's got to be a blocked number, right? It's blocked. The number's blocked, <laughs> no, right? No. No, what I is- got a I got a text that uh, someone with him was going to be calling. So a young okay. lady Ashley called my phone and said, hey, I've got uh, President Biden right here. Uh, so they, they gave me the heads up what the number would be. Okay, and, uh, okay. I need to <laughs> and so then you hand the phone. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, we got in a little room in the hospital and uh, put it on speaker, and he did a great job. Talked to him for probably 15 minutes. I mean, it wasn't like a two-minute, hey, we're praying for him. I mean, he asked them all, all about their family and everything. It was, uh, it was very well done. Brandon, thanks so much. And speaking of family, please send my best to the Pagula family. Will you please do that? Definitely will. Please yeah, do I that. Definitely will. Appreciate you having me on, Rich. Yeah, anytime. Please, let's make this uh, more on the regular. If you're if you're interested in uh, congrats on your draft, thanks for the time. That sounds good. Thank you. That's Brandon Bean right here on the Rich Eisen Show, the general manager of the Buffalo Bills. Wanted to start with the way back about Josh Allen because that's all we've been talking about, right? Is how do you you asked that of John Beck, Chris, a few weeks ago? How do you how do you evaluate a quarterback? It's the hardest thing to do in and, sports right now. And and and. and isn't it amazing how he just basically said it's like meeting your wife, you know, you meeting know. your spouse. You just know. Yeah. You just know. And, you know, I'm sure there's a bunch of evaluators that had that feeling that you just know. And then all of a sudden, they, you know, the relationship with the quarterback turns out to be Del Tufo-like, you know, with his ex. Wow. <laughs> it's not like you're throwing a trophy at each other. But, I mean, obviously you get a feeling, you get a sense. But that's why I want to ask him, too, is that you, you see the, the tape, you see the film, and you're like, please, please don't be an a-hole. 
<laughs> yeah, honestly, like I've heard these stories before. Like you fall in love with the tape, and then you got to meet yeah, the kid, yeah. and then all of a sudden it's just like, oh god, I couldn't. What a bummer. Right. I thought the kid was perfect for us, and I just love the tape and love the film, but I can't have this guy on the team. Thought he was the one. <laughs> then you meet like, Josh Allen, and it's just like sold. And and they moved up to twelve. I remember that. You remember they moved that? It was a two. It was a, it was like a two step jump for them. They got within hailing distance of twelve because they weren't going to get Josh Allen at twelve. Right. And then as soon as the Jets took Darnold after the Browns took Baker Mayfield, it was Lamar, Josh Allen, and Josh Rosen still left on the board. And as soon as the 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 Bucks were on the clock, it's just like let's go get him, and it's changed everything there. It's changed everything there, and then, you know, D- Daniel Jeremiah now one's like, go ahead and ask him. I don't know if he'll answer, but he just answered directly, like, hey, Cowboys were tight end needy. You thought they were going to use a tight end or use their pick on a tight end? Is that why you hopped in front of him? And he, <laughs> he's like, yeah. He's like, yep. <laughs> that's exactly why we did it. <laughs> That's exactly why we did it. That's how Thanks. that's how the draft works. Oh, Dalton Kincaid's still available. Cowboys on the clock next. Let's call. Let's call the team right in front of him. Thanks, Brandon. Now you got two tight ends. Tight ends named it. Dalton. Good luck telling them apart. I love that conversation. That's how the draft works. It's how you evaluate a quarterback. It's how you find him. It's how you meet him. It's how you fall in love with him. And it's how you draft him. It's how you move around the board to go draft him. And then quarterback in year what is it five? is starting to do a little bit too much. Maybe feel a little bit more pressure in the red zone. So what are we going to do? Well, we'll get Damian Harris from the Patriots, by the way, and Latavius Murray, yep. and add him to a, a, a running backs room and start, let's, maybe we'll start, ru- Latavius Murray's the king of giving the ball in a five, then giving the ball in a two touchdown. <laughs> right? And if you got Dawson Knox and you got Stephon Diggs and your red zone is being kind of, Clamp down, then get Dalton Kincaid, who I believe, look it up. I think he scored 1,000 touchdowns last year for Utah. He's unbelievable. <laughs> All in the against red USC, zone. I think. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> the number of tackles UFC defense missed is the number of touchdowns that Dalton Kincaid scored offensively for Utah. And that's how, that's how you build a team. That's how you identify a need, and that's how you try to fix it through free agency in the draft. Love this sort of stuff. Hopefully, you're smarter for it. Take a break, phone calls, and overreaction Monday, baby. That's coming up next right here on The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com eisen. 
Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat, where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Terzo in Iowa. Always great to chat with uh, Terzo, and uh, and he's back here All on the Rich Eisen right. Show. How are you, Terzo? I'm doing well, Rich. Hey, great coverage this weekend with the draft, man. You guys Thank are you. always stellar and fun to watch. Thanks, brother. Hey, I got a couple thoughts for you, Rich. Uh, one for the NFL draft and then the awesome NBA playoffs that yes, we're sir. watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing with the draft, I, I found myself not as intrigued this year as I normally do for the first couple rounds. And it's not necessarily because I'm not just enjoying it. It's because the Niners didn't have a pick. And so I, I kind of felt like we were missing out. And watching the excitement all of all the other fans and watching the Eagles kind of run away with the draft kind of got me a little – a little woe is me, like it's kind of terrible, uh, but it was still a lot of fun and there was a lot of intrigue with it. Well, you didn't have the one until uh, the 99th overall pick because you traded a two uh, for Christian McCaffrey. Kind of all worked out. They wound up moving up and then being smart enough to draft a Michigan kicker, which we'll talk about later. But um, what's your NBA draft? What's your NBA draft uh, thing? I, I knew you're. I knew you're going to bring up the Michigan kicker. Of course, um, I'm my going to. A little upset with that pick, but I like it. Hey, bro, um, bro, hold on a minute, Terzo. <laughs> it's hold easy, on a second. Yeah, Wait a minute. Terzo. Hold on easy. a minute. Oh, no, 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 no. It's all right. I, I, I'm going to. I'm going to speak your language. Take heed, counsel. No, 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 no. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, I'm calling him into the judge's chambers. He understands. He's been taken to chambers. task before. He's been called to the bar before. Okay. Uh, it, <laughs> it's 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 twelve thirty in the afternoon your time there in the beautiful state of Iowa. Correct. Correct. On May first, two thousand twenty-three. Correct. Correct. Mark the date and time, and then Mark and Chris. Then we'll mark the date and time when he calls me back to tell me I was wrong. Okay, about Jake Moody. All right. Very good. We're all good. We're all understanding. <laughs> We're good. Okay. <laughs> We're good. Very good. We're so, good. what else you want to talk about? What else you got? Hey, man, the NBA playoffs have been absolutely on awesome. Um, I just hope Joel Embiid, his knee is not more than just a sprain. And TJ, I'm I'm hoping for you guys, man. I I wanted to see this series so bad between the 76ers and Celtics, uh, especially with the Bucks bowing out the way they did. Uh, you have to think that the the favorite is now whoever wins that series to come out of the East. Um, the West, I was kind of still holding on to the Suns, but I got to say, these, this Nuggets team yeah. is really good. <laughs> it's funny how we're – thanks to the call, Terzo. It's amazing how we're going to watch uh, all of America kind of have it dawn on them. <laughs> how good the Nuggets how, are. How, how good the Nuggets were all year. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. What, you You – you know, there might be some fans will be like, wait a minute, what did the Nuggets do this year? Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, that's what they did. Yeah. Okay. Best record in the West. It's going to dawn on folks. Back to back. They toyed with the Suns. 
They toyed like a like well, a Bubble Murray showed up. Bubble Murray showed up, but <laughs> how about Gordon? Everybody forgets about him because you talk about Bubble Murray, you talk about Jokic, obviously. Yeah. Michael Porter. Yep. They're a really good team, man. Really good team. Deep. And how about this? Deep. You know we're kind of missing out on as well because we're we're focused on LeBron and and uh and and Curry as well as Curry's fifty point game. How about the fact that Suns Nuggets is now for the right to host the Western Conference Finals, which the Nuggets obviously always had the pole position on. But if the Suns win that, they host the Western Conference Finals as if they were the one seed because the Warriors and the Lakers are the six and – they're the uh, – the, the six and seven. Six and seven. Yeah. Because NBA right. doesn't reseed, they just do a bracket. Just right, six and seven. Yeah. Warriors-Lakers is six-seven. By yeah, the way, awesome. we can say this, I think, with certainty. This is the greatest six versus seven series <laughs> there ever will be. I don't know if we've ever had a six seven play each other in the playoffs. Six seven is Warriors, Lakers, Steph, yeah. LeBron. And, you know, knocking on wood here, everyone's healthy. I know Davis is hobbled a little bit, but that's, you could say that pretty much every day of his working life. No, yeah, LeBron's still got a foot that he was dealing with at the end of the season. Everybody's hobbled a little with well, this Well, I mean, th- I think you could see his foot is fine now because I think that's what he broke off in the uh, in the Grizzlies. <laughs> well done. Uh, Emmy he nominated. Broke, he broke that off. <laughs> that's why. Looked pretty good to me yeah, yeah. when he broke that off. And by the way, how about Jack returning? I don't know why Low key, I feel this way. the biggest story of the hey, weekend. How, I don't know why I feel this way, but it intimidated me. As somebody rooting, you know, if you're rooting for a team against the Lakers, I thought to myself, "Uh uh-oh, this is like old times. Jack's there. LeBron's going up to him. Celebrities galore. Jack's back at a Laker playoff game. I kind of thought to myself, Grizzlies are toast, and they lost by 40. I know that's a stupid thing to to feel, but... When I saw Jack was there, I was like, just bet everything you have on the Lakers right now because they're not going to lose. Jack's first Laker game since opening day 2021. That's awesome. Over a year and a half, there was an article last week that was kind of making the rounds, Rich, that was like, where's Jack? Where's he been? Friends are worried he's going to die alone like Marlon Brando. And then there were weird pictures of him on his balcony. Yeah, I know, right. He's still alive, everybody. Then he shows up at the Laker game. I saw that. It was amazing. I I honestly saw that, and I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, the Lakers might win win it all. Yeah. Because Jack's yeah, back. Jack, and I thought to myself, how stupid can you be? Yeah, that's kind of like a real ritual treat. It there. felt like the old days. Yeah. Like Jack's there. Diane Cannon's always and there. And by the way, how about Larry David showing up? Did, did, did somebody tell him he's got to keep his feet in when he was sitting he was right sitting there? next to Ari Emanuel. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ari's going to tell him. Keep your feet and in. And Dr. Dre. It was like in that same row. It was, it was Ari Emanuel, Larry David, Dr. Jimmy Dre. Ivey. Jimmy Ivey was next to Dre. The, the Lakers have got to feel good about themselves because nobody, nobody thought they'd make the playoffs, let alone the second round of the playoffs, yeah. let alone have the good times feeling like they're rolling again. Well, here comes Steph Curry. Oh, no. <laughs> 50 burger. I know. Yeah, I mean, but it's great. It's great. It's a great. I'm, I'm it's so great. fired it's up. It's going to be through the roof. I'm Ratings so fired up. I'm so fired up. Yeah. Go. DJ, good luck. 
Uh, about what tonight? Are you guys going to have something going? Where, where tonight? Are we? Are we well, going? I, I, we can bet to Kenny Pickett twenty dollars if you want. Oh, that's so <laughs> unacceptable. Oh wait, you weren't here for this. What do you we mean? don't know what happened. What are we talking about? You see what's sitting right here? Oh, I paid. Oh, he, he paid up last week. Oh my god. He paid up. That's I'm sorry. Why I, I'm sure you were wondering why I had 20, no, from, no, a dub sitting here. No, no, no. I, from over here, it looked like you, his money. It just looked like you had a picture of Peter Gammons up in front of you. <laughs> no, no. I did, no, a, I did a top a five. I did a top five on Thursday. So that's a, an actual crisp twenty dollar bill. Real, twenty dollar uh, out of his wallet. It was on Friday. Or on Thursday. 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 So prior to the draft. So it was one year. It took you a year to yeah, pay yeah, off yeah, the yeah. Kenny Pickett's not going to be drafted. Yeah, statue limitations, like getting a wedding gift one year. Okay. So yeah, that's that's why I'm gonna frame it like Ricky Henderson and never sell it. But you'd have to or give him. It, you got to give him odds, right? Even I, as a non-gambler, understand. Well, what, Richard, when you say odds, oh, I don't really understand. Gosh, what the guy's that gonna means. be without Embiid for. for I mean, well, that sounds I like, a, y, that make sounds a, like a YP. I don't right. think I want to make a bet on this. <laughs> you know, is that why? If Embiid, if Embiid was healthy, you'd you'd be all in on that, right? Uh, yes, I would. No, I actually. I, Vegas knows something too, Rich, because yesterday, hold on, hold on, series odds were, you know, in the minus 250 range. Now it's minus 600. I think Vegas is anticipating multiple games missed by Embiid here. Well, I mean, the the word, I just read it. I mean, you don't need to be, you know, Jimmy the Greek to know the Google says two games is what people are reporting. He's going to be out for two games. It's ridiculous, man. How do I got two teams and the best player on both teams hey, man. mess up their knees? I got, like Susie was here, I got two guy. I would gladly donate them play. to or, one or to Kawhi and one or, Embiid. But it, it's I don't think ridiculous. It's, excuse me. I mean, the, the Heat just knocked out the Bucks. Come on now. Without... Tyler Hero, who, as you know, I, I said they should hold on. Right, and by the way, by the way, that was the the guy I always hung my hat on that you don't break up the team for Giannis because <laughs> of Tyler Hero. And here they are without Tyler Hero, and they knock out the Bucks in five because Jimmy Butler played maybe out you, of his maybe skull. Maybe you were right the whole time. Maybe I was right the whole time. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I told Brian, you look like a SoundCloud rapper sitting on the bench. Come on now, the Sixers have a shot. No, we don't, Rich. If, 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 have a shot if Joel what, Embiid is not healthy, if he's not at least 90%, and well, I don't even know how you measure that. Maybe you get him back. Man. I think the only right thing to do would be to have Jalen Brown voluntarily sit out for as many games as Embiid doesn't play. Just That oh would be the, gosh, the gracious thing to this do. Guy over Just there. sit on the bench. By the way, he can do that. It ain't going to matter. If Jalen Brown doesn't play. Plus, I matter. understand the Vegas thing. That's not the other thing. Is, is that, can, can, you help me out? can you help me out? Because if I'm not mistaken, Scott Foster has been refereeing games that in series that could be extended and they end. Oh, did you see? Right? He, did you see you ref game seven. I did. Am see I going to get credit for, for what? For predicting I, Lakers you Warriors? You can't. Tell what do you mean? Me. You can't tell. I me. predicted Lakers Warriors and Scott Foster oh, ref Sc- game seven. Get out of here! <laughs> like, what do you what oh. do you guys want more from me out of this? So then, why didn't you push back when we started talking about how great? And legendary Steph Curry's performance was that that Scott Foster had how many assists did Scott Foster have in, uh, in the fifty I mean, points? He, he probably assists. So I can't figure this out. Seven or eight. I can't figure this out. Yeah, you he's know, on the court, and the favored home team lost because because Steph Curry went out of his skull. Because how many bounce passes? Did how many screens did Scott let's Foster set for Curry see. yesterday? I, 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 maybe one. Maybe. Oh my god! That. I can't maybe. figure. I can't follow Look, your conspiracy. You don't want to give me credit. It's totally fine. What Just credit for every, what? For predicting 
The Lakers Warriors were going to be in no, the no, second no. round. Oh, fine. Congratulations. You are. I, I give you those. Okay, who kudos. predicted this you know, when but, the playoffs already started? But, but like, you, no, that was at the beginning. But you roast Scott Foster at your convenience. And and don't. He's there for he the had league. Nothing to do with he's it. He's there okay. to work for the league. <laughs> Did he personally douse the beam? Did he? Instead of lighting it, because it seemed to me Steph Curry's the one who doused the beam. Yeah, I mean, he he did. Kind okay, of... just him being there follow. is enough. Guys. Okay, go nineteen I'll, I'll fourth go quarter points. Understood. Nineteen fourth quarter points. That's right. Come on. And how and seriously, how many screens did he set? He was out there. Oh God. <laughs> Take a break. Overreaction Monday, people. <laughs> coming the same up. Same amount of foul, Overreaction so. Monday. Andy Reid coming up. My top five uh, drafts that I uh, I thought. These are those are my winners for the draft Where's, coming up. Hey folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because sleep number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now save 40% on the sleep number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. It's a Monday. We're coming off after a draft. Holy crap. Is that a perfect convergent for Overreaction Monday? Hit it, please. That was terrible. That was crap. That was garbage. This place sucks. Overreaction Mondays. Monday. Let's go, Christopher. What's up, everybody? What do you got for me? Everybody good? Yes, sir. Anthony Richardson's going to be Offensive Rookie of the Year next year. Oh, I don't think so. That's an overreaction. Starting day one. I don't know. Ursay said, we all funny. thought this kid was going to be, he's going to go somewhere and he's going to sit. He's going to sit behind Geno Smith. He's going to sit behind Ryan Tannehill. Oh, I think he's going to start. No, you know what he's going to do? Ursay said he's going to start week one and he's going to learn by playing. He's going to be awesome. He's going to have one of those seasons, though. He might go 30 and 20. He might have a Giannis type game, TJ. Hmm. 38 and 20 next year. But it's going to be damn fun. You know Colts what? are going to be a fun team. You know what I'm going to do here is I'm, I'm going to sit here and say that's an overreaction um, because of a couple things. First of all, is I don't know if he's going to – here's the thing. Is he can't sit here and say he won't start all season because Brock Purdy didn't, and he made the final three last year. And uh, my my young Super squire, so Cooper Evan Eisen, who asked me after he won his first start and looked so good, can he win rookie of the year – um, is he eligible? Uh, he asked me yesterday, who do you think is going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year? And I went back and forth on it, and the two that I would 
that I would think of right now is Jameer Gibbs of Detroit. Because, dude, you know how high flying that offense is. And if he's going to be used as a slot and he's going to be a difference maker, I'm on Ross St. Brown. You want to try and cover him. You want to try and cover uh, the rest of that team. Obviously, if Jamison Williams comes when he comes back from in from um, from uh, suspension, they're going to use Gibbs. Another one. I I, I don't know. I think Jackson Smith and Jigba. They go back to back. Ohio State wide receivers and offensive rookie of the year. I'm worried he gets buried up there. I don't know about that. I don't think so. Geno threw it around this past year. They let Geno cook. I'll just say, I'm going to just go over reaction right there. Bryce Young, I think, is going to be from jump, and and I think he's got uh, a skill set already that might be uh, attuned to the NFL right from right from get-go. What else you got over there? TJ, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. The Eagles are going back to the Super Bowl. Hey. They won the draft. Hey, won the offseason. Howie Roseman is clearly playing a different game than everyone else I, right I, now, and he's destroying them. Jalen's been paid, and it doesn't seem like they're cutting everybody to make sure he's getting paid. And Kelsey's come, Kelsey coming back is so monstrously huge. They kept Slay. They kept, they kept much of the team together. They did lose their coordinators. We'll see if that matters. Yeah, but I, I can't sit here and say that's an overreaction at all. That's definitely less of an overreaction than Anthony Richardson's rookie of the year. So uh, I I got to agree with you. I, I If I had to choose who's making the Super Bowl out of the NFC right now, I would choose the Eagles. What, about, what about AFC? The Jets. <laughs> it's well, overreaction Monday. Save that. Pal. Save that. What do you got? Anything less than an AFC championship appearance for Rodgers? Disappointment. Get out of here. You Let just me said t- they're going to the Super Bowl. Excuse me, because I was having fun here. Um, it's a deep pool, that AFC, bro. It's a very, very deep pool, that AFC. They have to, if they miss the playoffs, it's a sore disappointment. They got to make it. 12 years, bro. 12 years and Not counting. Not just making it is a win here. For me, them making it and them going, like, uh, what? Making it to the divisional round for the Jets? Are you kidding me? And then hopefully what they do is they're they're able to keep him there. And let's see if he can breed Brady 2.0 in terms of his body, in terms of his mind, in terms of his play. Let's see. Maybe he can have a a renaissance as a 40-year-old just like Brady. And why the hell not? And the rest of this young Jets team that he's going to hang out with at Rangers and Knicks playoff games right now. He wants to bomb with them and Lazard. He's got stick around. So I'm not going to put my all my eggs in this basket when you got the rest of the AFC like this. I don't also. I also want to downplay this garbage. Making six, the playoffs, six winning best the playoff Super Bowl game. Odds. How about that? Make make oh, great. Fine. I don't care about odds. I don't live with odds. What? You know what? I live with evens, even keel. That's what I live with. Get out of here with this nonsense. Even Steven. Hey, making the final four of their conference? Jets haven't had the seat at that table in forever. I will take it. You never had Aaron Rodgers. Well, let's see how it goes. I'm not sitting a Super Bowl or bust. Get the hell out of here. What else, Chris? Lamar Jackson. Yes, sir. He got paid, huh? He did. You should thank Jalen Hurts. Uh, has to deliver a title to make this new deal worth it. Um, Sure. I'll go with that. I'll go with it. But, I, I mean, that's the problem. Like, this is also another way of Giannis is saying failures. 
is not to be, you know, discounted as a growth mechanism here. I, I understand that. Giannis couldn't play this game. Chris, though, Chris, how many of these quarterbacks are going to get paid like this? All of them. All of them are going to get paid like this. And, none and they of them, better win. Not all of them are going to win a Super Bowl, though. So is it going to be a complete disappointment? No. What you need to do is you need to try. You need to have a seat at the table. you got to give it a whirl. This is a market value deal. If he doesn't win a Super Bowl, then it's not worth it. Of course it's worth it to keep him. The alternative is not nearly as acceptable. So I'm not talking myself into saying that's an overreaction. Of course they want to win a Super Bowl. That's why they signed him to this deal. Of course they want to win a Super Bowl. That's why they got Odell. That's why they they drafted Zay Flowers. That's why they did everything that they did. They're giving themselves a shot. Will it happen? Who knows? Well, that's a deep end of the AFC pool, bro. Where's your overreaction on Mac Jones's, you know, and the, your Patriots? Like you, <laughs> honestly, the pressure's oh, just as much on with you as anyone else. What are you talking about? Okay. What, what, what am I talking about? La- overreaction? What? We're last in the division. Got it. That's true. Okay. Look at this guy. Look at this guy discounting his Patriots. Okay. What we, else you got over there, Chris? didn't take an offensive player. And by the way, you are not wrong about Jalen Hurts and how that led to Lamar getting well, unlocked. thousand percent. It led to un- un- unlocking Lamar because that couldn't have been too far away from what the Ravens were offering him. Yeah. And if Lamar saw saw what, Le- what Jalen just got, he could sit there and go, I can get that. Whatever was going on in his mind about needing everything fully guaranteed, I'm glad he changed his mind because this is incredible. This deal, and yeah. and the same way that I had I had uh, the you know pointing Rick Dalton as the GIF of the yeah. live Rich Eisen show exclusive reaction to the live reaction of Eric DeCosta, the general manager of the Ravens, like that's the deal. That's it, yeah. right there. And look, lo and behold, two weeks later, uh, no question in my mind, it's a great deal. The Hurts Eagles contract negotiation and signing solved that Rubik's cube for the uh, Ravens. What else, Chris? Rich, one of my uh, top five items on uh, Thursday before the draft was I wanted to see a quarterback fall. And I, didn't w- I didn't want it personally for the kid, but it makes for great drama. Unfortunately, that was Will Levis. Yes. Did end up going to the Titans after all. Yes. In the second round. I think he's going to start more games than Tannehill this year. Uh, I don't think so. I think Tannehill's going to go. I think Tannehill's going to go. And the only way that Tannehill doesn't start all 17 is if he either A, gets hurt, or B, the rest of that roster, the way it is constructed, does not win enough games put together. And then suddenly, middle of the year, they're like, we got to see what we got in Levis. And suddenly he gets what, you know, sat like Matt Ryan got sat last year, unfortunately for him. I think they're going to give him the first half of the season to see what's what in that division. And you know that team always plays very well, very stout. They're well coached. They play hard. Levis, I met him uh, the night before the, the draft and his family. You know, he grew up in North Attleboro. Yeah. You know, within That's 15 fans, right? 15 minutes of uh, of Foxborough. So for him to have gotten a call finally, and the call was made by Mike Vrabel, had to be a big moment for him. Big moment for him. You got one more? You got yeah, I got names? one more, uh, Rich. Okay. You know, every year there's we're looking ahead. Let's look. Let's look ahead. We look ahead. There's a guy in the draft, and we got to come up with a phrase <laughs> for what teams are going to do throughout the year. Yeah. The cratering for Caleb has already cratering started. Cratering for Caleb. Has already started. What do you mean has already started? What does that mean? It's already started. What, how does you it start? Already saw does it start? It. The maneuvering has already begun. How does it start? It's already begun. Guess what? 
Smells like Arizona next year for Caleb Williams. Well, now, now you're really going down. A, I mean, you know what I'm saying? They it's all just, they all flew to watch Kyler's statue get unveiled, Chris. So it smells like days it. before days it before like the, uh, the the draft, they held they must have held a, a draft planning meeting on on the flight out to Oklahoma to celebrate his statue being unveiled. Yeah, that was a week ago. That's that, it? So that, you're out. That was before they you're acquired out. another first round pick. And then middle of the season, they'll or... tell him, you stay out so we can tank for, crater for Caleb. I like that phrase.